welcome to episode 159 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going man it's good to know that you actually exist as a real human being <laughs> i'm not i'm not just a figment of your imagination that I mean... <laughs> speaks to you when you're alone at night in the basement yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be as... fair i could have been a hallucination but the fact that your wife also responded to me kind of goes against that yeah we won't have <laughs> We don't have any sort of problem there, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was good to actually finally see you again after three months of <laughs> yeah, three, <laughs> three months of self quarantine, basically. Well, I mean, I've always self quarantined, but I just don't have the option to see people right now. <laughs> yeah, normally not to this degree, right? Like mm-hmm. even when we like our gaming group was like on hiatus for a little bit, we still like did things. Yeah, we'd still get together, and you know, this is obviously a bit more. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're still playing our games, so I get to hear everyone's beautiful voices. But yeah, you know, it, it was nice coming over though. Did a little bit of card swapping back and forth and other such things. So mm-hmm. I was okay with it. Yeah, it wasn't a long visit, but you know, it's no. it's good. But, Unfortunately, there were other things that needed to be done. So, <laughs> apparently, weekends are a you know useful thing for everyone to get things done. But shocking. <laughs> oh yeah, but so how's it been? It's all right. Just won a game and lost a game of Magic in the space of about three minutes because that's I'm... something you can do. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I know it. I've been on a streak lately of. Just getting crushed because apparently I'm awful. So, <laughs> at least you know you're awful. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you haven't been getting crushed in constructed as much as in limited. I just played constructed. and I've been getting smoked pretty hard. Yeah, but you were already on tilt, which didn't help. That's true. That's true. I have kind of been a little, <laughs> little on tilt about stuff. So. <laughs> you were on tilt because of limited. <laughs> kind of, I guess. I don't know. Like, like I, I don't know. I mean, yesterday. So, because yesterday was it yesterday that I drafted? Yes. Yeah, I think because you were you, you drafted and then you played constructed and then you started playing Fallout and I was like, I'm just gonna do a draft because I feel like doing. It. I I always watch you draft. And mm-hmm. I myself have drafted very little of this set since. Yeah. Like my com I think I've done like three or four drafts total. <laughs> I've probably done more than that, I think. You've you've done way more than that. Yeah. Like I think my quotation record is higher than yours, but Oh probably. All that really matters is well. all that really matters is rank. And you're in like platinum rank and I'm in bronze still. That's so. just through sheer force of will though. Oh yeah, like it's it's know. actually relatively easy to get two platinum. It's it's hard yeah. to move beyond that. Yeah, like I, I feel like that's what it is too. Because I think my constructed rank is like gold right now, and I'm mm-hmm. awful in constructed. Like your, your decks are not necessarily tier decks. No, I'm not playing tier decks, and I know I'm not playing tier decks. And I mean, also, literally one of my decks that like. I will literally concede to a turn two thought erasure. Like, 
it's just like turn two thunderish i'm like sweet see ya i'll go play another game so like that doesn't help my record at all either but it's good for, it's good for you that thought erasure is like unplayable right now yeah i know it is really good actually right now i haven't seen it in quite a while which is weird i don't know but format just doesn't care about it anymore i guess Fletcher, when the best card in someone's deck is not even in their hands, there's no point to be playing discard. Oh, okay. Haven't you, haven't you read everyone's rants on the internet about how Thoughtseize is unplayable? No, and my life has been better for not reading everyone's rants <laughs> on the internet because they're all stupid. Uh, as we put our rants on the internet in audio form. Uh, That's different. It's, we have it's it, not, we, but okay. We have each other to balance out our idiocy yeah we usually agree so <laughs> it's either two idiots shouting at each other or i don't know what but yeah i don't know actually you know what so like you know what i think i was most disappointed about actually Sad. so so like the last deck i drafted was like awful it was just awful um yep. because i can't commit apparently um you can't but, commit, and I wasn't over your shoulder to try and convince you to commit. Yeah, that's some of it. But like the so the draft we the deck we drafted before that was really really sweet, <laughs> and it was one of those ones where it was like I feel like I just wound up on the wrong side of variance for a few places, mm-hmm. and I'm really sad I didn't get to play more games with that deck because it was so sweet the the emergent ultimatum deck. Uh, it wasn't Emergent, it was Eerie. Oh, oh Eerie Ultimatum deck, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I saw was... Emergent in the other draft, and I think I, I got that in my head now, but... Yeah, yeah, the Eerie Ultimatum deck with two of the Back from Wars? Uh, yeah, two Back from War were also in that deck. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the deck was super sweet, it was fun to play, and, like, I just kind of just, like, didn't get there a few times, like... Uh... Like, I think, like, the first... Like, the very first game... Like the first card we played was um uh the mole the, right the the mole the the mole and I'm like watch we're gonna mill our ultimatum and boom <laughs> we mill it right away I'm like I told you yeah <laughs> like you're Good. someone who knows when the deck you're playing is shit yeah right like you we you know that last draft deck you pl- you had was oh. not good right? oh it was awful and... like it, the thing is is it could have like it possibly could have been good but it just wasn't yeah. <laughs> But, but like you're just someone who just knows when their deck is is not going yeah. to be doing very good. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Eerie Ultimatum deck I think was actually it was much better than like the one three or whatever that it went. Yeah, it, it was. And like I know like limited decks, it's like it's like you know sure like decks go one three, decks go oh three. You know sometimes my awful decks go even like three three or something like that. And it's like fine, like. Or it's like those two mutate decks that we drafted, like the two black green mutate decks that were like the same draft path almost, and like the one on paper that was better went like four three or something like that, and the other one went six three or seven. I think it went seven two. Oh no, it's seven one. I think is what it went. Seven one. It was it was gas as hell, and like you never would have expected that. Like on paper, the deck the other deck was way better, but like I guess you have to play your games of magic out or something. Yeah, funny how that goes, like, right? Like, yeah, and so I think the thing that disappoints me most about the Eerie, Ult- the Eerie Ultimatum deck is is that I'm not going to get to do that again. 
Uh, I mean, if you I, do I'm, enough draft, if you do enough drafts, you will eventually see another real. But right? the thing is, is I'm not going to do enough drafts. Yeah, I fair. don't. I don't think I'm going to get enough in to be able to to see it again. And I'm like super disappointed in that because the deck, like the deck play patterns, were like super fun, and I really enjoyed it. And it's like, oh, there we are. Like, you know, I think that was the disappointing thing about it. And like, like that is just a deck I'm not going to go for very frequently too, because like I see an ultimate and I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing three colors, thanks. Like, <laughs> and then I wander away to do my own thing like i'm just not a person who is willing to like try to like do the three color thing or splash or anything like that i'm like two colors let's do this straight down the middle like so i really need needed the pushing for that and then like a lot of the advice to like figure out how to do that well like, so what wasn't it you didn't first pick your ultimatum right uh your... we did we did. Or yeah, I thought. We did. I thought. I thought you took your ultimatum like pack two. No, we we, we first. Picked, I'm pretty sure we first picked it. And we're like, all right, we're doing this. I think that's right. what we basically said. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So, I'm willing to trust you. My perception of reality has been skewed lately. So, and you're willing to trust mine? Okay. Well, it's your draft. <laughs> I'd hope you remember your own drafts better than I remember them. <laughs> Just because you don't know what any of the freaking cards do, and I have to constantly like argue with you about them. Yeah. So here's the deal. I know what the cards do. Yes. Like, I miss the nuance of the cards a lot of times, or like, think they do something else. I've been really bad about that this set. Like, I don't know what it is. That's like, a good question. Yeah, like, because usually I'm not that bad. No. I'm like, usually I'm arguing with you about a line of something not like, 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 I think you should do this. And I'm like, no, I think that's stupid because 10 life, John, is not just a little tiny bit and we're going to just die. Like, <laughs> but like, it, in this one, it was, it's literally like, this card does not do the thing you're thinking it does. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, okay, that card's actually worse than I thought it was. So that's really Yeah. Good. We've had like three mini arguments about that where I was like, I need to yeah. do this. And you're and you're just like like no that doesn't make sense because blah blah I'm like but Fletcher it's a human we can't mutate onto it you're like shit or like it's like no it does this thing and you're like no it doesn't it does this and like you, you mouse over is like wait yeah I know I'm just like and it's like little as I said it's not like huge things either it's like it's like nuanced to some degree yeah like, it, it really changes the card when if, when I misread it but like it um. Uh... It's not like I'm like completely misreading the card. Like the the biggest one that sticks out in my mind is that dumb fucking flying tiger. Yep, because you thought to give a permanent buff to the human. Then well, because like, I thought it, it was every like when it, at each turn it attacks, I thought it got that. It, yeah. it gave that buff, and I'm like, no, because he's just gonna blah, 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 you know. So like, I'm thinking about how the like the strategy of. If it, if it worked like that, and I feel like my strategy with that was relatively ish, correct? Yeah, if you if like, it worked the way you thought it would, it what you were out, saying yeah. made sense. Yeah, but it was but, just flat out wrong. <laughs> yeah, the fact that yeah. it didn't work that way, your plan was just like, why? Yeah, What's I know. It point? was just like it was just like batshit insane then, like, which like led to us arguing. So I'm just like, no, we do this, and you're like this. And I'm like, and that's when it was like, I don't think that card does what you think it does. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, so 
I don't know. Like the fu- so here's the funny thing though is is like I've been like like right now like I have been just like frustrated more than I usually am with with stuff like with drafting and constructed and everything like that. But I really enjoy like the, like the formats and everything. Yeah, like it's which is kind of weird. It's it is a very very complex format, and I don't know if that's mm-hmm. something that appeals to you, but it is something that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. But like just because because of its complexity, like the way that the games play out, they do vary a lot. Yeah, like it is a very like no like limited has always had that appeal, right? Where like your mm-hmm. decks are always going to play out differently than they actually are. Yeah, like this one is like even more so. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference between like you know mutating onto a brushwag or mutating onto a um, monstrous great cocoon or whatever it's actually really called mysterious yeah. egg. There we go. There we are. <laughs> you know, like those are going to lead you to very different games. Yeah. You know, like you can play the same mutate deck a hundred times, and things are just going to do. It's, it's not. They're so not going to play out the same. Yeah, like, it's funny how sometimes you're playing the Mutate deck and you're like, all right, we're stacking all these bastards up on one guy. Like, Mm -hmm. and we're just going, we're going for, we're going to use all our triggers and stuff. And then other games, it's like, all right, we want to spread this wide. We just want to get a bunch of Mutate creatures on, like, different creatures and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, yeah, the games play out so different. It feels really, like, I don't know, like... It, it's cool. I like it. You know, it, it, it makes it harder for me because obviously I'm like not top notch by any means. Like, but it's fun because you get these cool lines and like can do and like you kind of have the opportunity to do some really cool things. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been really I've really enjoyed the format at least. So but, yeah, I mean, I do. I, yeah. I, we've had the discussion before, you know, like which is a better mm-hmm. format, this or Dominaria. And I think I stopped. <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I, I still, I, I think I'm on Dominaria, but that could easily be rose tinted glasses. Yeah, like Dominaria was a good set, but Dominaria was a much less powerful and much less complex set, which I'm kind of okay with. Yeah, like that does, like that means Dominaria plays much more to your wheelhouse. Yeah, like uh, I like that. So here's my biggest trouble with this set is is that you have to be playing a synergy deck yes like i i feel like it's almost not optional to do that i think i think there is one exception yeah there might be like one exception i i think that exception is exactly blue black control maybe but i haven't played that yet every blue black deck or no i have played blue black control once didn't we uh yeah i think the last deck you drafted was technically blue black control Oh, kind of, I guess, but... But, like, <laughs> it was by its awful. very existence, it is going to be much weaker than another deck. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a lot harder to keep up with, you know, the the constant value train of something like a mutate deck. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just trying to keep up with the insanity of the cycling deck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that cycling deck can get dumb, but... Mm-hmm. Like the thing, and the thing I liked about Dominaria was that there were synergy decks in the format. Oh yeah! But also, you could just draft a stack of good cards and still be competitive. 
Yeah, that that was very much his thing. Like you know, there was you know there was the black white historic deck, but there was also just black white good stuff that happens to play historic cards. Yeah, like that's and yeah. that's usually what I ended up in. You know, that, like, that arrived force wizards. <laughs> when the best synergy you have is putting dub on gargle, that's a pretty good synergy, but it's not Dubble, really that Dubble. powerful, right? It's not really that synergistic. You're I just mean, putting first strike on a giant beater. It's awesome. <laughs> It is. It's really hard to beat. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Like, yeah, that was the thing about that format. And I think that's what I liked better about it. I know some people are, like, all about the synergy formats. And, like, realistically, like, I just want to draft core sets all day. Like, yeah. most of the time. Like, I just want to put a stack of good cards in front of me and just play it out. But... Yeah. As to, I, do my, I've, I am someone who also enjoys much more complexity in my games because I feel like yeah. I'm able to leverage that more, you know? Oh yeah, like, totally. I think there's a reason why the first time I ever drafted the format, I drafted uh, cycling to a six zero, or did I wind up going like seven two or something without cycling? I can't remember. Deck? Either way, I, I, think, didn't... I think you went on the. I think I went like six three, like losing I my think last you went, three matches. I think you went six zero and then o three, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really good at going six zero into o three because I'm special. We did that with one deck the other day too, and it was kind of like slightly disheartening. But you know, like that's the thing is that was my first time ever drafting the format. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, like I first picked Xenoflare. I didn't even I at I still have not listened to the episode by um LSV and all that where he's talking about how good it is to draft the cycling deck because I didn't even know it was a good deck. Uh, sorry, like hey. Uh, I went seven and one, losing to blue white flyer curve out with you my scroll up. Deck. Yeah, I just scrolled all the way up. Okay. And you know that was like like you were watching me do the drafts. You know that was yeah. one where you're like you're not playing enough creatures. You know there's yeah like, I'm like ah I like actually picked um I picked a payoff over a remo removal spell, which was like everything you disagree with. I was just like like. <laughs> And I just like crushed my way through that game yeah. because I'm just like I just perceive synergy decks better than yeah. you know the the new people who are drafting at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people now know what the deck's doing, so it's not mm -hmm. quite as good. But yeah, I think some of it too for me is is that like I like just I'm one of those weird people that like I'm not as big on the draft portion. No, you're not. Like, honestly, I would be totally okay if somebody handed me a draft deck and I got to play draft decks. Like, I like playing slightly underpowered decks. Yeah, you're, you are not someone who likes limited for the sake of building yeah. the limited deck. You're someone who likes yeah. limited because of the power level of limited. Yeah, and I like, I like the restrictions that it has for everybody. Like, yeah. And I, I think that's what, and I think that's where I can leverage things because I can work with those restrictions a lot of times. I think that's why I'm like, like I do pretty good in sealed, mm -hmm. and I think I've said that before. Like that's I feel like that's one of my better formats in general, um, and I enjoy it a lot more. So like, it's I don't know. Like so like with these with the really heavy synergy formats, it's tough because you're like it, the focus is way more on the draft portion. Oh than yeah, it is than it is on the the play portion. And I feel like if if you're doing like a corset draft, you're just like. All right, let's just pick like a bunch of good cards in our colors and then play it out. And like that's where the focus is. And the focus is on playing the games out. 
you you did weren't really a huge fan of M20, right? Because M20 actually I, did, had... I, enjoy, I enjoyed it, but like it wasn't like my favorite. I thought Eldraine was awful. I I do not want to see that format again. To be fair, Eldraine was just kind of awful. Not even because okay. it was it was like a synergy driven format. It just wasn't a very good limited format. In my opinion, it was just awful. Like I would not want to see that one again. Like I was okay with M20. I actually kind of liked M19. Like <laughs> I just, I also just, liked M19. It was just meat and potatoes. Yeah. And also maybe some of that may have just have been playing the the like sealed at the GP the trios <laughs> like definitely made it feel a lot better. But oh uh, man, but like. So like, but like, just you know, those things was like, I just like those formats better. I think, but like, I really like this format still, even though it is a very heavy synergy format. Like, I'm one of the few people that I thought I thought Eldritch Moon was an awful set. Like, I just thought that whole thing was no fun at all. I don't even know if I've heard that many people like tout their enjoyment of. Oh really? I heard. A, I've heard. It. I've had a lot of heard. Multiple people be say like, yeah, that's it was great. Like, see, I really like the set because I was just above average drafting it, and it was my first ever uh, invitational win was uh, Eldritch Moon draft. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard people say they're like, oh yeah, it's it's cool. It's like a really big synergy format, and the um, emerge mechanic was really cool, and blah 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 stuff like that. And I'm just like, nah, like I just didn't, I was out on that, for, that set. Like it was I, just kind of like, bleh. I can't even remember what the, uh, what decks were in that format, except for the Emerge deck. Yeah. I just thought the Emerge deck was sweet. I mean, yeah. it also, it probably helps that my first ever instance of drafting Eldritch the Moon, I went, uh, I got Ishkana, Graft Widow, and Emrakul, and I proceeded to draft uh, Sultai. It doesn't matter when. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really good deck. Uh, oh, really? Spoiler, huh? <laughs> but, you know, like, even even all my yeah. drafts after that, I just really, really enjoyed it, you know? Like, I, I actually still have my old... I still... I keep my Invitational decks. I still have mine, and I remember... My my pack one pick one was like one of the worst things I've ever done ever that actually wound up being good, which was Exultant Cultist. Really? Do you, do you know what Exultant Cultist does? Uh it's like a it makes a or it dies into one of the Eldrazi tokens, like a two three token. It does not. Oh, isn't that or is that the looter? Uh this is two in a blue for a two two that when it dies you draw a card. Oh, okay. No, I'm thinking of a different card then. Yeah, that card's okay. Yeah, that card is not good, but I pack one, pick one did. So <laughs> I'm like, I think the Emerge deck is really good, and I don't think a lot of other people are going to pick it. And my pack was stacked with red cards. Oh, really? It, it had Nahiri's Wrath. It had another, and two other red removal spells. Did you just like play the table super hard? <laughs> like, I played the table hard. Like, I looked at it, I'm like, this pack is really freaking good. <sighs> I know that if I take a red card, I know everyone, I, I know that if I take the red card and I pass the other two red cards, the people next to me are going to put themselves in red. <laughs> and that's going to be bad for me, pack two, obviously, right? Like, okay. I just knew how the people around me were going to draft. And I just I've and I just looked at Exultant Cultist was which was like the fourth best best card in the pack. It was 
def- it was probably on par with the third best red card, right? Okay. And I'm just like, if I take this, I'm putting everyone to my left in red. <laughs> and I don't think anyone else is going to draft this deck with me. Did you just get friggin' fed then? I mean, not re- like my best payoff was Lash Weave Lurker, which okay. is the emerge one that when you cast it, uh, you may put target non-land permanent on top of its owner's library. Okay. You know, I had that. I, yeah. Well, on top of their library. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, I had like the Wretched Griff. Mm-hmm. I wound up getting past uh, Imprisoned in the Moon later on. Like, my deck was far from, like, bad. It wasn't amazing, but it was far from bad, and it was, like, basically exactly what I wanted to be doing the whole time. And you did it. And I did it. I won. I had to get a little bit lucky, but I won. Maybe I'm just soured on the whole thing, too, from uh, my uh, Shadows of Renistrad draft, so... Yeah, maybe. That was sweet, though. Huh? So this deck was sweet, though. The one you're thinking oh, of was okay. Enlightened Maniac. Three ah, okay. to blue for a 0-2 that makes a 3-2. And That's the one I was play. thinking of, yeah. Because that was the other one that was really, really good to uh, okay. emerge from. I'm like, that I'm like that was an emerge card, right? <laughs> like That that was meant for the emerge deck, yeah. Because you just okay. sack the 0-2, keep your 3-2, and then you just yeah. like, emerge for one mana. Yep. But... Uh, but... Little little off topic here, but I don't little, know. A little off topic, but it's uh, so limited. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've looked at those decks. Like, the fact that I just have two of them sitting at my desk. Mm-hmm. My other one is my red-white energy that I just, like... I read an article the day before by mm-hmm. uh, PV, and he's like, I think this is, like, the best deck you can possibly play, and I don't think anyone else respects it. And you're like, and I'm like, well, I got uh, my pack one pick one was um, Loth New Hellion. Okay. Which is the three mana four for haste that you have to use energy to keep in play. Okay. And then I just started getting past a lot of like the really good red and white aggro cards. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Let's go for it. <laughs> and I ran people the hell over. <laughs> it was the fastest. Oh, yeah. I, I main decked authority of the console. Because I didn't want them to be able to block my shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ran everyone over, and just no one saw it coming because everyone saw the formants being way more grindy. You know, like, we, I remember me and you, um, yeah. I went over to your house and we did drafts on Magic Online together. And I just, like, oh, yeah. kept, I, I kept paying for us to draft on your account. <laughs> and it's like, we just, we wound up drafting like these super grindy decks, you know, because it was like, that's just how yeah. the format was. Yep. And then, like, I read the article, I'm like, I think he's right. And then, like, I get fed all these cards. Like, no one thinks Eddie Trailhawk is playable. Like, why would they? It's not even that good. And I just, like, actually draft the deck. Like, when your Eddie Trailhawk gives your 4-2 flying and your opponent has no flyers, that's just a fast clock. Yeah. (laughs) It was kind of dope. Yeah. Like, the fastest top eight invitational ever it just was over because i ran everyone over uh yeah it just doesn't happen that much anymore though with like no stuff just like being unknown 
Yeah, format, like, that's just one of the things that happens now in Magic, is formats just get solved so much easier than they used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, ev- you know, everyone knew about the cycling deck as soon as the cycling deck happened. It just, mm-hmm. everyone's yeah. like, yep, this, this is the thing, this is what you do, it's really good, blah, 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 and it's like, yeah, you're not wrong, I guess. I mean, now that Arena is a serious thing, too, I think that really pushes formats to just get... Like, just that many more people are playing, and that much faster. Yeah, the, the number of games that are played are just going to be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so much cheaper that you just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but also, like, Arena, which is less now because they have the human drafting, but, like, just had its own little, like, inbred meta. Like, you know, because it's like, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't go to a, a draft table and... Like during Eldrain and draft, like the six secret keeper deck, like no, it was just not possible. Yeah, the the advent of human drafts, I think, actually made the advent of human drafts made it so you actually have a much more realistic meta in mm-hmm. arena than you used to have. Yeah, yeah, it's that that was the entire thing, you know, like you used to be able to, you could on arena draft six secret keepers and it was like yep. one of the best things to be doing and it was yeah. really hard to beat yep. and that just wasn't yeah like you said it's not going to happen in real life so mm-hmm. that actually made a lot of people start drafting again on magic online because at least it was a more realistic draft as it were and i know you personally just prefer bot drafts oh yeah i, I totally prefer bot drafts although i have been able to get you to do a lot of uh real drafts lately yeah, it hasn't been working out in my favor. I think we did a couple, and I came out ahead on most of them. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, so. <laughs> but yeah, which is and, and also they don't, and also they don't have Akoria on um, bot draft right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm sure if the quick drafts were Akoria, you'd be much more inclined to do that. Probably because I mean, like from a pure value standpoint, for me, I get two drafts instead of one. Yep, and the, I don't. The, as I said. I don't value the the draft portion, so like, it doesn't really matter for me. So, but yeah. What else we got to talk about for limited now? I don't know. I kind of got off track. I think we. Oh, we got off track. I suddenly started. I started reminiscing about invitationals. I'm just like, man, I miss this deck. Yeah, let's go. Let's go back to the current format. So, all right, I have to like. I was telling you about this too, and I just like, like, luckily I had you there pushing me over the edge because otherwise I never would have done this and something like that. But like, I said, like, I am not somebody who likes splashing in my limited decks. I am like, two colors, let's do this, let's go for it. And I played that ultimatum deck, (laughs) like, which was way out of my comfort zone, but was really sweet. It was kind of out of your comfort zone. I suppose, like I'm, I can get a little greedy, but I'm not like a big splasher or anything like that. Is my, mm-hmm. my thing. Like, so, like, luckily I had you there, and I think I figured some of it out. But about trying to make that mana base work in limited, and I, and I, I'm wondering if maybe some of the reason I don't splash is because I'm just scared of it. <laughs> like, which, which is really funny because. I'm so YOLO. <laughs> I'm this. I feel you being scared of splashing and limited 
plays yeah. very, very much into the fact that you are not a bad magic player. Okay. I know that sounds really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell but, you right now, um, I feel like an awful magic player. <laughs> one of my biggest, my biggest complaints and a lot of the shade that I throw at people during pre-releases who yeah. I know should be better are people who they're always playing three-color decks in formats that don't necessarily support them. Yeah. And because they always want to try and play everything they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get really, really lucky. And sometimes they, you know, have their deck function the way it should based on math. Which it fall, the wheels fall yeah. off. And, you know, they'll always get mad a bit. You know, they'll start be like, oh, I was missing my color. And it's, you know, and then you start talking to them. They're like, oh, I'm playing like, you know, two black sources for my, my six drop black card because I think it's really good. I'm just like, cost double, <laughs> it costs double black. Do you, do you not know how magic works? Yeah, right. But, you know, a lot of the not, you know, and I've had the same people, like, complain about the fact that their pool didn't have enough uh, prophetic prisms for them to, like, really, truly support splashing, and as a result, they thought their deck was bad. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've always been someone who, like, you have to have a really good reason to justify splashing. Yeah. Like, you that's know? kind of been my thought, too. Like... I just almost like never know where the line is. Yeah, like, and that's that's kind of my that's why I think that you know you being more unwilling to splash is because you are a better magic player than average. You're just not quite to that upper level where you're like, all right, this is where it's proper to splash. It's like the like I'm uh like they talk about the the eighty percent, you know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like there's the twenty percent where you shouldn't be doing that, but like the eighty percent is where you know. I, th- I think like you have you flipped. The there's value. there's the eighty yeah. percent where you shouldn't be, but that yeah, other twenty percent, yeah, 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 exactly. But it's like, and then it's like figuring out when you should be do- doing the twenty percent, mm-hmm. like, and I I don't know if I'm doing that on a lot of things, but I mean, I think in this format, it is much easier. Basically, every ultimatum should only be should only be splashed for in specific styles of decks. Yeah, right. Like if you're going to splash any of the green ultimatums, even though only one of them is base green, you have to be a base green deck. Yeah. You know, like, I think if you're going to try and splash an ultimatum, you need to have something like Migratory Root or whatever it's called. Yeah. Because yeah, we had, like, Migratory Root, Farfinder, we played a couple crystals, like... Like, you have to play... the f- By playing green and mm-hmm. making sure that you actually take advantage of the mana fixing, you're not as punished for drawing your mana fixing when you don't need it, because a lot of the mana fixing has cycling. Yeah. You know, Farfinder, while not an amazing card as is, it does get you your land for fixing, and it is a good card to mutate onto. That card's been pretty solid, like, just playing it in two-color decks. Yeah, like, it's perfectly acceptable as is. You know, sure, mm-hmm. it's a three-mana one-on-one with Vigilance, but mutating onto it is good. The fact that yep. it gives you up a card is good, and there are a lot of one-toughness creatures that it can, you know trade with or just get in the way of a giant creature, you know, and help with, like, double blocking a menace or something like that. Like, it does have use. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you can cycle the crystals if you don't need the mana anymore. Or the mm-hmm. fact that you can cycle Migratory Brute if you don't need the mana anymore. Yeah. Being able to... As long as you're base green, it's very... I don't want to say easy, because a lot of the mana fixing is actually uncommon. Yeah. But, you know, it's not that hard to help with your mana, especially because you can also play the Migratory Great Horn, which also searches your library for a, 
a base again, just puts it into play. That's just a good card, straight up. That's just a good card. The fact that we almost never draft one ever makes me sad. I know, because like, there's been some like mutate decks that we've had, and we're like, if we had this card, our deck would be insane instead like, of just card, really good. That card's a common, right? I'm not thinking. Remembering I think it wrong. so. Like the, we just never see one. And yeah, I, like just... that's like the mythic uncommon for us. Yeah. But you, you know, you can have a relatively reliable splash if you're playing a deck like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's why I think you should be base green if you are splashing any of the green color, including mm-hmm. uh, ultimatums. Um, oddly enough, the Mardu deck is. Like, the Mardu ultimatum is probably the most powerful and the least easy to splash for. Yeah, which, at least there's some justice there, right? Yeah, I know, I think LSV said that a lot of the times when he winds up playing a Mardu ultimatum, it's because he started going down the cycling route and his cycling deck just wasn't going to get there, so he started going more towards control. Because once you cast a Ruinous ultimatum, it doesn't matter what you have in play, you're probably going to win. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I th- actually, I'm pretty th- sure we lost with one. But. We have absolutely lost after casting it a single time, but we did flood after casting it that single time. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I know, and I, like I'm going to say this. I know this is just 100% pure variance, and I'm just like crying because I want to cry. Like this means absolutely nothing, but goddamn, I feel like I've just been flooding like crazy in this format. Yeah, I I feel you there. I mean, I had I had nine lands in play in my fifteen land cycling deck at one point, and I think yeah. I cycled like three cards the whole game. And like, I know it's just like random cards are random, man. Like yeah. it is what it is, but it's just like, wham, wham, wham. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it doesn't help that for me that was me going for my seven zero, and it's just like, hey yo, I have nine lands. It's like, hey, how about literally any creatures in my deck? No? Okay. literally anything just literally any action <laughs> is all i need but yeah yeah i mean it it, it happens you know and that's why like me like i kind of had like a couple bad runs and i'm just like all pissy now but yeah <laughs> but so and obviously so if you are going to draft the mardu one you do have to end up with crystals you probably mm-hmm. want like thankfully the dual lands just kind of replace the basics so you yeah. have a semi reasonable chance of getting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you know? I've had pretty good with the pretty good luck with those. I feel like, like um, uh, seeing some. Honestly, Farfinder is probably like the most important thing for splashing if you're trying to actually yeah. splash for uh, an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Just because Farfinder is at a common, so you can reliably get a couple usually. Yeah. And then otherwise, there's the Jeskai one, which I think should only be Splash Tour if you're playing, like, hard control. Is it just, so, like, that's about the only way you can do it? I think it is, because it's, like, it's it's base red and then blue-white, and you don't have any, you know, good fixing, as said before, because you're mm-hmm. not playing the, um... You're not playing the green and you don't really have um you usually aren't going to have too many cyclers because you know it's very it's very very rare that your red white cycling deck is going to be like well shit i'm not going to get there let's go into jeskai control (laughs) right yeah like i feel like that's a swerve and a half right there 
like that's a swerve and a half, right? You know, it's it's a lot more reasonable to be like, all right, my cycling deck isn't going to get there. Let's just go into Mardu mid range. Yep. You know, with like this as a top end, like just guy control. You kind of have to commit, and you're going, you know, you're going to still want a decent number of like cyclers interaction because you're going to need to churn through your deck to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And even once you cast it, it's not even like a hard lock to win. So it's like it's one of the hardest ones to splash, and it's also one of the hardest ones to have it matter. Yeah, because it feels like it's just like a bunch of value. Yeah, so it's like, all right, so I killed my opponent's creature, I gained five life, and I drew five cards. I'm still dead on (laughs) board. Yeah, you know, know, like it's weird. So I do think that's like the hardest one to splash for. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, sad because it's the one that I would be most inclined to splash for. But yeah. honestly, it just kind of like being a the fact that it's a sorcery severely detracts from it. And I get it; like ultimatums are sorceries. Yeah, it's like but okay, but if any of them needed to be instanced, it was that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just so you have the ability to like pick and choose what you're going to kill and gain your life, and then get to actually. Mm-hmm untap with those cards in hand to try and make up for the fact that you just cast a 7 mana kill one creature card. Yeah, it's just like a lot of the other cards just feel like such huge swings and that one just look like you look at it and you're like okay, like yeah. is it a powerful card? Yeah, but it's Oh yeah. Like it just always feels like when you put it next to the other ones it just feels super underwhelming. Yeah. But. Which is kind of funny because, like, I like I do actually think that Emergent Ultimatum is like the weakest on individual power level because mm-hmm. it is effectively only a two for one, right? Like, yeah, you can your two for one can consist of you getting either like an eleven eleven trample and an eight eight death touch and a blitz leech, and you get two of the three. Yeah, but like it is only a two for one. But the fact that it's in green, so it's so much easier. Like. It's yeah. in green and it's base green, so it's so easy to actually splash for it. Just be like, "I'm gonna cast this, and it's gonna be really good," yep. because that's what this deck does. <laughs> like, so this, I, I feel like this format is obviously, you know, there's like three a ton of three color cards in it and everything, so it's like pointing you to splash like that. Like, what's like, what are you looking at, for, like, for in a format when you're like, hey, I'm going to splash this card? I mean, the the common cycle of tap dual lands is yeah. one of the big things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, you know, like, everywhere now. And that is everywhere, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Kind of agree. Like, I like the fact that you just have the ETB tap lands, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, it's mildly annoying that they gave you life just because it's time-consuming. As stupid as that sounds, like, that one point of life, I get it, but, my god, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Especially in paper, like, having to write a single point of life change in paper is kind of obnoxious. Yeah, it kind of is, but... That's that's why Soul Sisters sucks. (laughs) One point of life, one point of life, one point of life, one point of life. But, you know, like, that that is, like, the most important thing, you know? Mm -hmm. The the, the unfart a creature that can get you a land like what was it skittering surveyor was like i think was, that was one yeah was one of the best cards in dominaria because it just got you a land in the hand i think that was the one yeah so like farfinder existing is very much along those lines uh, farfinder's body is much less relevant than skittering surveyor was like being a mm-hmm. one-two actually mattered in that mm-hmm. format 
as to where a 1-1 one, one is not very good in this format unless you're mutating onto it. I mean, with with the, the format as a whole, though, like, being able... Or having the um, uh, Vigilance, like, does matter because you can mute... Like, and then being a mutate target that can oh, yeah. go in any deck is, like... Is, it's fact, kind of a, a notch for it. Yeah, the fact that mutate is also in every in in every color makes it a lot better. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. so even if you are drafting like you know the blue white, uh, or the the Jeskai ultimatum, and you're like Farfinder, you know, get my island. You like say you're like basically red, and you just you mutate a a heron onto that. Mm-hmm. A three four flying vigilance is not nothing. It, it no, that is actually something. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty good, actually. Yeah. So, like, you know, obviously, like, I'm not somebody who fell into the trap of it and stuff, but, like, you know, Dominaria, go back to that, like, Navigator's Compass. That like, card was so bad. That card was just awful. Like, and there was, like, one deck where you could play it, and it was arguably just, you still shouldn't have done it in there, but... Yeah, that was only, in, like, the most hardcore of hardcore heroic, or historic decks. Yeah, or, historic decks. Is that what's yep. called? Historic? Yep, Historic. So Which like, is funny because now they made a format called historic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's just make things confusing. But, um, so, like, you know, that card is just literally stone unplayable, pretty much. Yes. Like, and and I, I'm just gonna ask the really dumb question, even though I kind of know the answer. So, like, you have that card, but what's the big difference between that and something like Prophetic Prism? <laughs> One of them draws you a card. <laughs> so, like, replacing so, that card is that important? Yes, because okay. Navigator's Compass was one of the like one of the big things about Navigator's Compass is it was just almost good enough to almost be justifiable. Yeah, because it gains you three life. The problem <laughs> is three life is not equal to one card. Mm-hmm. It's like five or six life is equal to one card. Yeah. You know, so like the fact that Prophetic Prism entered Battlefield and drew you a card, the fact that Arkham's Astrolabe draws you a card. You know, like I know a lot of people complain about Arkham's Astrolabe and being, you know, the fact that it just makes mana free and blah 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 blah. I'm a stupid dipshit. The problem is not that Arkham's Astrolabe fixes your mana, the problem is that it draws you a card, so it is effectively free. Mm-hmm. You know. Arkham or Prophetic Prism, it's not free because it costs two mana. Two mana to yep. cycle is like I mean, just a, two mana to cycle at sorcery speed yeah. is not that good. It's I mean, fine. It's, it's at rate kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's it's like at rate. It's fine. You know, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna play a card that was just two mana two mana sorcery speed draw card. Like that is not something you should want to play in a, in any deck, right? Well, unless your deck is doing something very specific. But... Unless your deck is doing something very specific. But obviously, you know, the fact that it helped you fix your mana made it so much better in the Kaladesh format. Mm-hmm. You know, plus that was a format that cared about artifacts, so artifacts entering play mattered. Yep. Like, artifacts um, being around to sack to things mattered. I mean, like, to be fair, like, there was historic in... Uh... Dominaria, but like, as you said, you really had to be pretty deep in the historic. Yeah, you had to be to like, real deep, and you had to be, like, you had to be scrounging. Like, there like, are so many other better payoffs. Like, that. I'd rather be playing training dummies than that. <laughs> That's because training dummy was like actually a card. <laughs> it, it could actually be a card. 
It was like not really, but <laughs> it was fine. It was slightly below fine. Yeah, I'll accept slightly below fine. Okay. <laughs> also, wasn't it sparring construct? Not oh, sparring construct or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. When it dies, put plus one, plus one counter yeah. on target creature. Yeah. It was never like you're. You're never like. Gosh, I did it. I got the sparring construct in there, but. If you played when you're not like, well, I just lost this game, like, <laughs> or like my deck is completely awful. Mm -hmm. It was just in that weird spot, but yeah, sorry, getting off, off, off to the side again. But so, like, you know, obviously, like, obviously for fixing and stuff like that, the cards, you know, like mana dorks and stuff that can tap for thing like multiple colors, are, I'm guessing, are really good in that situation too. Um, like if you were splashing creatures like Humble Naturalist, I think is the card in this set. Uh, yes. Yeah. He's really like good if you're splashing good. creatures. Yeah. He is exactly. not good if you're splashing ultimatums. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's I made that clarification. Yeah. Because like I'm, I'm not sure how many birds like that they print nowadays, but it's not many. Goose is Pre the last one I can think of. Yeah, just universal mana fixing yeah. in green was goose, and even that's very restrictive. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, we they, had... well, they do do some two mana mana fixing. Yeah, there was a carry added in mm, yeah. Theros, the one one for two. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it is common, but you're you're going to have a payoff of the body usually not being very good, right? Mm -hmm. Like even uh whatever the carry added. Or the Druid, Paradise Druid in yeah. uh, War of the Spark. Like, that one was pretty good because it had Hexproof, yep. so it was very unlikely to untap, but it had one toughness. Yep. So it's not blocking. <laughs> it, it died to a stiff breeze. <laughs> died to a stiff breeze, you know. And if it ever did end up tapped, you basically, you're condemning yourself to a single use of mana unless your opponent has a reason to kill something else, right? Yeah. So, um, you talked about some of the, you know, how you would scold some people for certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, basically the rule is, is like, if I, if you're splashing just like one-off cards, like not an ultimatum, ultimatums, you kind of build your deck around. Yeah. Like if you draft a three color card, a lot of times you have to build your entire deck around it to some degree. Like Usually, in general, ish, right? Yeah, if you drop a three color card, you you should build your deck around that card because ideally, it being three colors, it's powerful. You mm -hmm. should build your deck around power. You should splash yep. for power. You know? yep. I've had someone play three color Grixis, where the reason, like the only blue card I saw them play, was the one two unblockable Naga. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> like, why is that a thing? Like, why are you playing that card in your, you know, why are you playing that in your three-color deck? He he actually was playing Glyph Keeper also, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. But it's, like, that card's good enough to, to double, because to, that was a double blue, right? Yeah, it was double blue, but it was yeah. five mana double blue, which is much more reasonable, right? Like, yeah. Like, so late, like, obviously, like, later in the game and the more power you have in that card, it's more worth splashing. Yeah, he was he was, like, playing that. He was playing, I think he even had a Glorybringer in his deck. Like, I beat both halves of Glyph Keeper, I beat the Glorybringer, and I lost to the black card. Like, his deck was, like, a prime example of someone who's probably playing too many colors because they want to play all their powerful things. When they but, could just play all their powerful things in two colors? 
when they could just play all their powerful things in like two colors, or they could just you know, Glyph Keepers is good when you're already playing Glorybringer and some other really powerful black card, and you actually had like decent bodies in in red and black. It's probably not worth playing the unblockable Naga just because you also want to play your Glyph Keeper, right? Yeah. You know, Glyph Keeper is good. I don't know if it's worth double splashing for good. Yeah. Yeah. Glory like, Bringer is yeah. worth completely veering off into red for because yeah, that card is yeah. busted. Yeah, that card is stupid, and you basically just you warp your deck to play it. Yes. If you're like, this is my only red card, you're playing it. Yeah, you're like, all right, this is my only red card. We got seven mountains. Let's do this. Let's do this. Jam it. Go. Like, <laughs> we're going to divination this bastard. Um, you know, Glyph Keeper was good, but it wasn't... Yeah. But it wasn't, like, slam through the table, automatically win the game good. Like No. That was... Or, like, Tetsamok or something. Yeah, that card is also stupid. That card was dumb. But... Like... Yeah, like, I... I I think that's one of the things that always makes me nervous about splashing is, is like getting cut off of that mana. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I know the few times I've done it, like I in sealed, I've really had to like warp my deck, like not warp my deck, but like really think about stuff. It's like, oh, I got like a low end double green that I'd want to play on curve or something or like low end double color. I'd want to play on curve. Let we, I might have to like cut that if it's like on the line mm -hmm. or something like that. Like, if it was really good, or if it was, like, solid, I'd leave it in, but, like, you know, like, change stuff up like that, it's like, oh, reduce the number of double pips I have in, in this, you know, in this color, everything, but, like, and doing things like that just to make sure I'm not, like, straining my mana base, because, like, it feels awful to just lose to your mana base, but... <laughs> I think it feels terrible to lose to your mana base, that's why I'm usually very much against splashing. Yeah, exactly. When the thing is, I am much more pro-splashing in draft mm -hmm. than I am in sealed. Because I agree, too. In draft, you can you can sculpt your picks around the yep. desire to splash, you know? In sealed, yeah, you, you just have what you have. Yeah, you have what you have, and sometimes you just have, like, the nut. Like, you know, every one of your packs had uh, on-color, yep. tap you're dual lands, and all that shit. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just have it, and you're just like, sweet, yeah. I get to play three color, it's totally awesome, my deck's gonna be great. And other times, you're just like, I have a single prophetic prism. Yep. <laughs> it's like, okay, why are you playing? Why is this yeah. worth it? Yeah. You know. I, yeah, maybe that, maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it now, too, because, like, I'm very, as I said, I'm very wary of the splash. Like, I don't know, it's just, it feels like putting that strain on there is just it it is really punishing and you know just to be a ma like obviously this is just me whining and doesn't mean anything but like it's always really annoying when like you're on the splash and you're like god i'm stuck on two colors like you know and like off colors and stuff like that but like your opponent always has it, it feels like. Oh yeah. They always <laughs> like they, turn one, two, three, all their colors. Yeah, they're they're like they're uh island swamp mountain and they just like have like a perfect curve out. It's like I kinda hate you. Mm hmm Just I hate you on a moral level that you just have that. Because mm -hmm. you don't deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> Mathematically speaking, you suck. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> uh, but oh well, I don't know. Like it's part of the variance of magic, right? I mean, you know, you just gotta suck it up, and like right now, that's just like where I'm at. Is just like I gotta put my big boy pants on and stop crying like a little girl. Mm-hmm. That all they do is draw lands. Like the world's not out to get you. Nothing's broken. Just shit happens. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh well, but uh, I don't know. You got any more thoughts on the format or anything else? It seems like people finally realize the mutate deck is really good. Really, I feel like long. It, it took them way too, like everyone just kind of latched on to the cycling deck as soon as like LSV started talking about it and no one drafted the mutate deck. And I feel like we just got fed when we were drafting mutate for that time. Oh yeah. We were like, we had some, (laughs) we got some sick decks. Like everyone's just playing like their half-assed shitty little cycling decks with like one payoff because they're all fighting everyone else. We're just like, more cavern whispers. Yeah, give me all the cavern whispers. All of the I'll cavern make you, whispers. I'll make you, I'm gonna make your solar your um uh solar whatever the whatever is it solar zenith flare? flare zenith flare. Gosh, I don't know why, but yeah, I'm gonna make your zenith flare really good by making you discard all the cyclers. Yeah, <laughs> that's but. why you just make them discard all their lands. <laughs> yep, there you go. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm loving the format. I I feel like with like things are very roller coastery right now. Like yes. for the last while, I don't know. Maybe like especially since arenas really gotten to the, like the arena drafting has gotten to be big. Mm-hmm. Like things are just like everybody's drafting this, everybody's drafting that. You know, it's just like as soon as like somebody with a name says something, it's just like everybody latches onto that instantly. Yeah, and it's, it's very, very similar to constructed. Yeah, like because you you suddenly put a reason to be forcing stuff because suddenly <laughs> you have a ladder. Yeah, everyone wants to get to mythic. Yeah, well, I think even without it, I think people just want to do the best thing a lot of times, and like. As soon as as soon as somebody with some say says something, it just is like people are on it instead yeah. of just like trying to do what's there. You know, I mean that's kind of how we ended up in the mutate deck because we kept getting fed it. Like it was just like, okay, this card's really good, let's take it. And it's like, yeah, oh, we got a bunch of good mutate cards. You know, as we like, well, we should do this thing because reasons and it's like sure and then it's like look at all these mutate cards yeah i like, like how many how many drafts do we go into where i'm like all right like like we open our, our pack of pick and we're like i'm gonna take this card just so we yeah. can like try to like go a different direction and then we it's end like, up like hey look like, xenoflare black, black x butate like yeah <laughs> i think the last draft i like first pick for flourish fox or something like that or like what, no, there was one draft where where we like early picked a flourish fox. There was one where I was listening. You were just kind of drafting and talking yeah. while you were doing it, and you like pack one, pick one, flourishing fox. Yeah, and you still wound up in like blue black. Yeah, I still wound up in blue black. But like my deck was not like my deck was missing some pieces and stuff like that. But like I had like a blood curdle and like two pouncing shore sharks and at least one dream tail her- one of the herons. I think two like for mutate. Like, I was just a little low on some stuff, but, like, 
the deck just kind of like the like the wheels fell off. I think I was in the I was drafting the wrong seat in any case, even though I got some decent cards. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so bad at signals too, so I don't know. You're bad at signals and people are really bad at sending signals. <laughs> yeah, I'm really like, bad at that too. Yeah. We all, we we can't just wear shirts that say I'm I'm in white or something like that. <laughs> I mean, usually at the the first time I play any format, I'm basically wearing a shirt that says I'm drafting blue red spells. I, I suppose yeah, you always wear your shirt. But. A lot of pe- a lot of people, someone was coming they're like, do you draft like blue red spells every time the first time you play a format? I'm like, people just feed it to me. <laughs> yeah, I, like there's no blue red spells deck in this format. You're like, doesn't matter. People fed it to me. They did, <laughs> and they're they're. <laughs> It wasn't blue in Eldraine. It wasn't blue red spells. It was blue red draw second card. And yeah, ever, the, yeah, blue red draw two. Yeah, and people are just like, oh, here, have these cards. I'm just like, sweet, sweet, draw two. <laughs> uh, but, right, and cool. I will, I will never forget the time that I was drafting blue red spells in Shadows Over Innistrad, <laughs> and um, pack. Three pick two. A guy passed me two cards, and there was the Drown Yard Secrets, or I don't remember what it was called. It was like a five mana blue sorcery, but a two two zombie in play for each instant sorcery card in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, and I'm just like, "You're really good. You're like the perfect payoff." But instead, I can take this Galvanic whatever uh, burn spell because this card's gonna wheel. <laughs> he just called it, and then it wheeled. And like the, I remember the guy who passed it to me. He was he was like he saw it. And he's like, man, I'm really surprised it's in here. I really thought you were in this deck. I'm just like, what deck is that? He's like, I'll tell you when we're done. So like he passed it to me, and I take I take my zombie maker, and I keep going. The draft's over. And he's like, so what did you draft? And I show him blue red spells. He's like, how can you possibly pass that card? Just expect it to wheel. I'm like, I just knew what was going on at the table. <laughs> I knew what all you friggin' goobers are doing. Sorry. Yeah, but it's like I know no one else wanted this deck because so many other really good cards that are only good in this deck were passed to me. Yep. So. Oh, well. Okay. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I'm awesome. Sure. All right. If you want to send us some feedback, shoot us an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Check out thelocometa.com for a link to the Discord and all the other fun links and come say hi and try to get games in and everything. And you can say hi to me on Arena. Hopefully I'll respond. Sorry, Robert. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't see, I promise. But um, uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. John, anything else? (laughs) You can tell me how awesome I am. No. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.